happy new week up here from the sunny Gold Coast. Um, I'm super excited about uh, this week um, as we're entering that pre-Christmas uh, period. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed watching our little family trailer. Oh my goodness, I'm actually glad it's Monday because I get to sit in a chair and actually have a rest. Uh, because over the weekend, uh, we certainly, oh my God, we worked so hard to go get the decorations. I mean, we still made it out to a couple of beach trips. I mean, it was all fun, but there was a lot of work to set up, to put up all the lights, and we still have to do the front of the house. Um, we just need a taller ladder. So it was really exciting, but I was exhausted. And so I thought, you know what? I'm glad it's Monday because I've got to just sit at my desk and do, do my work like that. And also today I am public. Um, last week's Monday Morning Live uh, ended up going only to me. So I thought I was just talking to myself and I can already see a couple of people are watching. So if you're watching, give me a hello uh, from your end and we're going to get into the topic of the day. Are you the best kept secret? Um, because uh, I think it's really, really important to review um, how much awareness are we putting out there into the marketplace when it comes to sharing what we do, especially if we want to bigger, make a bigger impact globally. So I'm going to go through a list of different things of um, how you may want to look at this, or maybe you can use this as a checklist of how many of these things are you doing um, or will you plan to do for next year because it is a really, really important part of our businesses if we want to help more people, we want to uh, get known by more people and spread that message, which usually starts off at a local level and then it expands to national and then international and all that sort of stuff. So really, really excited uh, to be with you here this morning. So um, one thing you may have heard this over and over again uh but you could be the best um practitioner coach um you know service-based business a business owner uh even a product like anything like you know you could have the best product or service in the world but if no one knows of you then certainly um you won't be able to move that service or product um onto people who would get um value from it so um, so I want to share some of the things uh, that I have done over the last 10 and a half years and what I do consistently to get more people to find out that I actually exist. So we want the, the goal of this and the discussion today is to um, get known, get noticed and obviously get people contacting you to take action on solving the problem that you solve with the product or service that you do have. So the very first thing, that I want to kind of share is um, the fact that when I started out in business, and even to this day, I think it's become kind of like a, a ingrained uh, thing that I just naturally do because I'm passionate about what I do. But every single day, um, you know, I would look, especially when I was early, early on in business, I would look for ways to get people, you know, to find out what I actually did. So I would look, my goal was to always tell one to two people every single day um, of what I did. You know, whether it was walking into a bank and talking to the bank teller or running into someone. So, so those kind of things. And even like here, you know, we've had a lot of tradies come through the house the last two weeks helping us plumb a fridge or install the wall beds or just doing various um, 
different things and they're always you know like we always get the conversation we're talking about them we're talking about our business that runs from home and we end up saying what we do even the neighbor across the road um by just having an introductory kind of um conversation with her when she was watching all the gardening get done uh, you know she called me across the road we had a bit of a chat and all of a sudden um you know again you know it's just part of what i do uh, you know the conversation turned around about um you know you know what we do do and the fact we help people write a book and she goes oh my god i've been writing a book for you know the last year about my life and all that kind of stuff oh i said perfect well you know um we're here if you if you want our assistance and i happen to be holding my my wallet and always in my wallet there's some business cards like she said yeah check out the website you know find out more about who we are and i told you know the neighbor across the road about what we did so i'm always looking for opportunities it doesn't matter if that person is not the ideal person. Even when we left quarantine, outside of the quarantine hotel, I spoke to a lady and they had a family of four kids and the husband was a fitness um, professional who had his own business and we kind of helped those people write books. And even to her, I actually told her just a conversation ended up going there. So how do you have conversations? Think about it. How do you, you know, when you talk to people and you introduce yourself and and how do you, you know, kind of bring it to the point that it naturally kind of fits that conversation about what you do so more people find out about you. So they might not be the ideal people, but it may be other people. Another instance, I remember being on a cruise with my mom and you know how they put you on those tables where you can be sharing breakfast or lunch or dinner with five to ten other people and you're having conversations you know over there like we met this couple who had a daughter who was really wanting to write a book and you know i ended up actually giving them my book and and business card and all that kind of stuff so everywhere there's an opportunity to network and spread that message yeah spread the message about what you do what you're passionate about and why and kind of connect with people and be ready you know be ready in terms of you know do you have your cards you know be you know or, or a way for people to find you super easily so that's kind of my bare minimum basic kind of thing out and about your networking you know everyday kind of stuff and um, how it comes up in conversations so the other way to not be the best kept secret is to share freely okay so share freely and we're talking about obviously the platform of social media and social media is a great place where in real time we can share real uh, immediate stories you know we can share um you know mix mix things up as well so i always say um share stuff about your um you know what you're passionate about add value but also in the same aspect on social media you have got another valuable part to what um how you can attract people and that is giving them the opportunity to get to know you as a real person okay i know some of you guys are very very private and you don't want to share certain things but there is there could be some things that you're okay about sharing so you know some people you know we want to keep their kids out of social media or or you know the other family all that kind of stuff so um there has to be also some aspect though in who you are as a person that you would be able to share so you don't have to share absolutely everything yeah but you can share certain things that you're okay with to let people to get to know you because at the end of the day people buy people right people buy people and um through that aspect of someone getting to know you on a bit of a more personal level they're deciding 
whether they like you, trust you, and want to get to know you more. And then they're also then willing to listen to more of the expertise that you have and what you're you're sharing on social media. So I, um, social media is about you know sh- uh, sharing stories, lessons, insights, words of wisdom, memes, something funny, and the important importance of how to get the highest engagement of social media is to mix it up with all of those different things. It's not about always going on live. It's not about always just putting up photo posts or quote posts uh, or questions. Um, You know, it's about a variety. And by having a variety of different things, then you get an increase, that engagement. So good morning to those of you that have joined in. Give me a hello in the chat box and so I know who is watching. Okay, so share your passion, mix up your posts, Keep them uh, uh, in a range of variety of different things that you're, um, um, you know, that you're interested in, and so, sort of make it authentic to who you are. That's the most important thing, and make sure you get people to get to know you. There's nothing worse than social media posts that are always like kind of talking about the business, the problem that you solve, the tips, the, all that kind of stuff. But there isn't something a little bit lighter. Hey Kim, great to see you and Teresa, thank you for saying hello. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that there was someone on, online because um, last week I ended up going the privacy setting only me <laughs> and I was the best kept secret <laughs> last week doing my live completely just to myself, which is another point on the social media. Make sure when you are sharing your posts that you make the privacy setting to be public, okay? not just amongst friends or only me which is what i did last week but obviously after the live finished i was able to change it to public but make sure that your posts are public so that you can reach further than just your um, friends network and others because if your posts are cool and they get shared then you're getting exposure of oh god tenfold uh, of what you would um, normally so again and then if people who see you who are not your friends and they get inspired by what you have shared because someone else has shared it on then of course they're gonna look you up and maybe even just follow your profile because you don't have to be friended with everyone on Facebook in order to see your stuff people who are really um, really um, uh, inspired by you they can just click follow on your profile and you can build your followers because you have a limit of 5,000 friends. Uh, cool. Hey, Wendy. Um, choosing to add Playful Grandma to my bio in on US that I'm getting made. Yeah. So that's really fun, Kim. I think that suits you really well. And, um, you know, Playful Grandma, you know, it sounds fun. It sounds like, and it sounds also very personal, which is what I'm just kind of talking about. It's, it's not just about us talking about the problem we solve and the issues and all that kind of stuff and you know giving people tips it's about also them seeing us as a real person and person you know that can interact you know people don't like that feeling too you know we all like to feel that we're going to get a personal service from someone that we work with um rather than being like you know who loves dealing with the massive corporations you know being on a telstra the other day i was um uh trying to sort out new internet for this house because we realized that 500 gigabytes a month for a family of five who runs a business online ain't enough. So I needed to get the normal modem with unlimited internet and all that. Could not get through a person. You don't have a phone number. So I basically tried that messaging app. No one got back to me. And in the end, you know what? I just just kind of ordered it all by myself. 
uh, answered my own questions and I go, I can't, I don't have the time for this. But it felt shit, <laughs> you know? And you don't want people to feel like that, especially the people I'm talking to are people who are working with other people where the relationship needs to be more personal. And um, and even even so, even with, you know, those things that we have within our lives, you know, where we need to get insurance or cars or t telephones or internet, all that kind of stuff, we wish we could talk to real people. And with COVID, of course, that has become a lot more difficult because of, what you know all the you know everything's being inundated online all right so let's that's social let's put that now to the side right because right now i guess those strategies are your most powerful go-to while we're waiting for more of the things to start to open up for us to be out there out and about right so the following thing is continuing to go networking and now yes there's not much face-to-face -face networking depending on where you live but all of the networking groups have moved online, pretty much all of them. I've been to quite a few networking events during COVID, the six months of um, lockup that we had in Melbourne, and I attended and I, I got to share what I did with 40 plus people in each of those events. Then people followed up with me, we had conversations, I had referrals, you know, all that kind of stuff unfolded because I took the time to network, to show up, to say my 60 second pitch, to then follow up and work through some new relationships that unfolded from that. And that was my number one thing. So aside from looking to tell one to two people every single day about what I did, in, especially in the early days of my business, uh, the second thing was to get along to two networking events every single week because then I was connecting and repetitively building the relationships with people who, um, you know, uh, I was a member of the network or perhaps I went to a once-off luncheon or all that sort of stuff and more people would find out about who I was. Now, the key to networking is not to go and meet all 40 people. Yes, all 40 people in the event may find out what you're about when you stand up and do a little introduction. However, the point is to slowly build relationships and spend some time in a deeper way each time you go. So it's a really slow burn process, the networking side of things. It's time consuming. But you know what? If you're early on in business and you are the best kept secret, then what, what you need to do is... Um, devote that time because you're time rich, cash poor in the early days. Later on, you may be able to switch out the networking aspect of um, that is quite time consuming. And then when you have cash rich, time poor, you're going to invest in getting known by people through paid advertising. So that was one of my other points is once you so cash rich, time poor, you've got to go to paid advertising and then get the, I guess, the targeting and the advertising to kind of spread the word, uh, word uh, nationally and globally, which is what, what has happened to us, you know, as we move outside of Melbourne and now in the US and Canada and all that. There's no way you can network in any other place that is your home, right? Yes, you can, you know, when I used to travel interstate, I'd kind of bundle up my, my workshops with finding out where events were happening the night before. So then I would make that effort. I used to put in so much effort. So um, so in the first three years, I would say I was only in Melbourne and really networked solidly. In the following three years, as I went national, I used to not only just do my workshops, but I'd make super effort to look out for speaking opportunities and attending networking events that where I would meet more people that may come to my workshop the next day. So I always put in that time. 
then the last four years I purely stuck to my own events and just catching up with my own clients in their cities for dinner or drinks the night before rather than going to networking events because we just wanted to be super rested for our workshops as we grew and grew and grew, right? So some things are appropriate at certain times of the business and other times, other times, you know, you need to kind of stop doing something in order to make room to start doing something else, which is really the time of the year right now, guys, to think about, you know, what is it that you need to stop doing and start doing, right? Uh, because you cannot do absolutely everything. All right. So go networking online and offline. As you're networking, you're also looking for collaborative partners. So collaborative partners are those people who have your ideal clients. So looking for those people is going to leverage your efforts. Because if you find those people, then they have a, 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 a pool of your ideal clients, right? Pool of your ideal clients. For me, it's people who teach others to speak or are they coaching, um, speaking, speaker coaches or, um, or people who uh, get other people to get into the media. You know, all of those other, those, those guys need books in order to be successful at speaking or getting more publicity, right? So I look out for those kind of people. When I was in the weight loss niche, it was personal trainers, nutritionists, uh, chiropractors, like health and wellness professionals who would have a pool of my ideal clients. And they're the people I built really deep relationships with because then we could cross refer to one another. Yeah, so actually the most effective thing when you go out networking or you're meeting with people is looking for those collaborative partners and then nurturing those relationships. Then a lot more people are going to find out about you and you won't be the best kept secret. All right, so that's the thing I want you to really look out for. Who advises my ideal client? Answer that question. Who advises my ideal client? And write down the top 10 list of your Ideal collaborative referral partners and look out for those who are you so you know when when you go to a networking event They say well, let us know who you're looking to be connected with you're looking to be connected with those industries or people who advise your ideal client Okay, why is this also so important is because when someone advises your ideal client and they're giving them advice on some other area that's not in competition with you they generally might, if they know of you and they think you can add on to the problem that you're helping, the, uh, you guys are helping this person solve. So if we use the financial industry, like, you know, um, uh, let's say you've got real estate agents, then their ideal collaborative partners would be mortgage brokers or financial advisors or, uh, you know, so there's all these finance kind of people, insurance people and all that sort of stuff that are a great pool of people who one person would need probably all of them, right? And so, for example, if I'm, um, let's say, okay, mortgage broker. Um, so we bought this house, right, in Queensland, and we needed a conveyancer because we didn't have a conveyancer who was able to do conveyancing for Queensland properties because we had our Victorian one, right? And so our mortgage broker connected us with a conveyancer in Queensland. Now, we trust our mortgage broker, right? We trust him wholeheartedly. And so when he referred someone, we didn't have to cross-check five other people. We just said, yeah, right? So think about your own business. Who is the person that advises your ideal client? Because if that person advises your ideal client and they have the trust there, then what's going to happen if they say, oh, you really need to go talk to you, right? Because they will help you with this problem that I can't solve for you, right? Or let's say for speaking um, coaches that I, um, that I get to 
like they're my collaborative partners in what I do right now. You know, someone's a speaker and they go, well, you want to get more speaking gigs and you want to be more credible, you really need to go write a book, right? Because also when you speak, you can sell your books off the back of the room and blah, 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 blah. You should really go see Natasha because she helps people uh, write their books in 48 hours. And, you know, and if it's a recommendation, generally then, guys, it is a uh, very firm, a, kind of a shoe-in opportunity and a sale um, you know, of course, you still got to do the work to build rapport and get to know this person, but it's they're coming in warm and not cold. Okay, thank you, Yvonne, and great to see you today on the call as well. Okay, so you're looking for collaborative partners, you're writing out a list of who advises my ideal client, and then I would suggest that nurturing those collaborative partner relationships over years is super powerful. You know, over the years, you know, I've had collaborations that did weren't successful but once they were really really um uh you know went really well and they still continue to do so to this day and it's not necessarily something that would continuously happen all the time but if people know like and trust you you know you'll have those um referrals that sort of filter through over time yeah okay next one how do you um stop being the best kept secret is to put in the effort this is more for the early days but put in the effort to have one-to-one -one meetings you know they call them coffee chats or catch-ups all that sort of stuff following a networking event where you can get to know someone deeper and they can get to know you deeper they can find out a lot more uh, about what you do and how you do it okay so that it, when you're having those conversations, you are deepening. So these kind of, um, in the early days, you might kind of say yes to everything and, uh, and you might get the shakes if you're having too many co coffees with people. But in due course, like right now, if someone asks me for a one-to-one, -one, I really need to figure out is, you know, what's the purpose of the meeting? Who are they? What do they do? What's their credibility? I kind of like do a bit of research because a lot of people can ask others for one-to-one -one meetings. It can be a real waste of time. So you've got to be protective of your uh, time. You would need to know the outcome of the meeting. But certainly I would say my first two or three years, I definitely said yes to everything because I just didn't know how to judge what was a good catch-up and what wasn't, right? So again, there's a learning curve there. And then you can start to be more protective and know who are the people that you really need to spend some more time with one-to-one. -one. So I highly encourage that because it can evolve into opportunities, into things that you end up creating with other people. You might collaborate on events with others. You might, yeah, just collaborative work, which is your promotional powers expand and leverage in, um, in a massive way. All right, the next one is hosting your own events. Again, now this is a big, this is a big responsibility that you would be taking. So hosting your own events is not a um, easy feat, um, and it's not for people who are, uh, you know, uh, who are not willing to hustle and put in the work. Because generally, when you start out hosting your own events or workshops or networking stuff, it can be really hard work because you don't have as big a network yet. And this is why the networking comes into play. Because if you put on your own networking event, I actually had a uh, well. I have the big group called Ultimate Business Support. It's um, it's an open, uh, it's a closed group, but for small business owners. And in there, there's fifteen thousand members. Now I started that. Hmm, it's coming up to seven years, and 
what we did initially when we started it to grow it and to uh, get to know each other also in a physical way in Melbourne, we used to host a monthly networking event that was in line with that Facebook group. And we did it for three years straight, every month bar December and January, so 10 events a year. And continuously we'd get people to come along, we'd have guest speakers and things like that. And that was a great way to continue adding value to the community, but also for us to keep expanding our um, network, like, know and trust. And I picked up so many clients from them just coming to the event and continuously catching up and all that kind of stuff. So you can start with that there. And I know Francesca teaches about meetup groups. You can start up your meetup group and all that sort of stuff. And then when you, as you feel more confident, you can put on your own workshops. And putting on your own workshops, if you've run a networking event, you can invite people from the networking event to the workshop because you'll already have not like, know, and trust. You can use just consistent social media exposure to invite people also to your workshop. And that is part of how you get bums on seats when you don't have money for beta advertising on Facebook to get bums on seats, right? And that's exactly how it happened because I put in the time and the effort to get to know people one-to-one, -to, -one, to go out networking twice a week, to host my own networking group, and to be responsible for a big Facebook group that I was nurturing over time. That's how I got my bums and seats to then my workshops, which is where I would then obviously deliver my expertise and sell my programs or coaching or whatever it was. So start off with your own networking events. You know, they're less scary. Um, and then work through hosting your own workshops, which is where you're kind of really pinpoint focused in terms of what you want to get out of uh, out of that and how you want to help people and you know present an offer, right? Because networking is less about selling, more about relationships. Workshops are of course about education, but of course there will be a call to action at the end of the um, end of the day. All right, the next one is say yes to speaking gigs, right? So as you network a lot. And as I said to you, when I went into state, I was not only looking for networking events to attend, but my goal actually was to be the speaker at those networking events so that I would get noticed. Yeah, so I would get noticed. So this is where I would do a speaking gig uh, combined with a networking opportunity. And the following day, I would do my workshop and I would invite those people from the speaking to come along to the workshop the next day. So that was kind of another strategy of how I got bums on seats. And yes, it might have been two or three people that I would only pick up from a 30-person, 40-person networking event, but they came in then into the workshop the next day really warm and already kind of, you know, developed some kind of a relationship. So when I would host the workshop, I would refer, oh, last night we did this and all that kind of stuff. And it'll just deepen that relationships a lot, uh, relationship a lot more. So now, with speaking gigs, which ones do you say yes? Which ones do you say no to? Again, in my first three years, I said yes to absolutely everything. Some were a total flop. The event organizers would have hardly any people there, like four or five people or, or even, you know, uh, a hand, just a handful. Others would be really successful and have like 20, 30, 40 people there, right? I didn't know what, I couldn't judge what was good, what wasn't good. Um, so I just said yes to absolutely everything. Always turned up, always did my best. And you know what, sometimes the intimate smaller ones were kind of really valuable because people really got to know me at those events and then progressed to do stuff with me. So I always have this thing that I never underestimate the size of the group, okay? Don't like put your, turn your nose up at, you know, groups that are smaller and, and always be grateful. Walk in with gratitude and that you've been given this opportunity to meet four or five extra new people who never knew of you. That's always how I, I thought about it. You know, how do I get to turn up in front of people who've never heard from me from a bar of soap? 
and do that. And if it's just a speaking in front of four people, that's four extra people that didn't know of me. So it has to be that kind of an attitude. It can't be like, oh, that, that we, 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 she, you know, that person didn't promote it well. Da, 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 da. Like that, this is how that, you know, other people could, um, you know, um, uh, because I, I, I guess also I came from a place of empathy, knowing how hard it is to get bums on seats to events. So if I went to an event and and there wasn't as many people, I kind of get what they, you know, what that what they may have been going through. Because I've also run my own events where I was, you know, a handful of people, and I and I did my best to just make it the best experience for the people that did turn up. All right, a couple more things as we're wrapping up to a of uh, well nine thirty at your end, eight thirty at my end. Uh, sponsor events. Um, sponsoring events sometimes the sponsorships do not have to be super expensive you know being um, uh, ex exhibiting and expose um, you know it depends there's some the couple of hundred dollars it might cost you for a table um, and an opportunity and you might even get a speaking you get the expo like if there's like a little workshop area that you can present in others you know as you grow in your business and your brand you can sponsor bigger events you know and more expensive packages that give you more exposure and more credibility and things like that like i was the platinum um no diamond sponsor of the professional speaking association for three years in a row uh you know and the global speaker summit which is obviously speakers are my ideal clients so that's where i wanted to hang out and be seen but I've also done expos and tables, you know, actually here on the Gulf Coast, there was this awesome little business expo. There was only a couple of hundred dollars to take part in. And that was a lot of traffic. I actually would say out of any expo that I did, that one stands out in my mind because actually quite a few people that I know down here are met at that expo. So the, again, you know, um, you know, there's a, at every level, there is an opportunity to be seen and putting that effort to get to those places. So as I said, sponsorships, expos, Advertise on Facebook when you're ready and you have got the funds to test and measure and get the, the, the tweaking right because as you become more time poor and cash rich, you need to reinvest in your business to scale it further up, yeah? And the last thing I'm going to leave you with today is don't ever forget to have a call to action every single time. A call to action does not need to be um, you know, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. It can be just let's connect on social media. Uh, join my group, which is a, um, you know, where I share such and such. So it doesn't have to be a paid thing. It doesn't have to be, oh, come and get coaching from me, all that sort of stuff. With the neighbor, I said, here's my business card. Uh, look up our website. Just uh, check us out or come for a coffee, I said to her. Your call to action. What's the next thing you want people to do with you, whether you're a networking event, an expo? What's the intention? Is it lead generation? Give me your email address and I'll send you something. You know, so calls to action do not have to be always paid things. But if you don't do it, all of your efforts of all of these activities have you know, being like, you know, you're going to let yourself down and you're not going to get those next steps. So here's my call to action to you guys today. Uh, and that is that I'm running a planning day on Thursday, the 3rd of December. I talked about this last week. I now have got um, a, a group put together as, uh, as a result of putting it out there last week. It's going to be on Zoom 9 till 5. Um, and we're going to go through theme of the year, income streams, um, calendar planning what else are we doing marketing activities and you know how many how much you know we're like unpacking what 2021 is going to look like so if you're interested in being part of that eight till four queensland time nine to five melbourne time next thursday third of december then private message me and we can connect for a quick chat 
so then I can see if you can qualify and you'll take a lot out of that day. And then you'll have a system what to do every single year. All right, that is me for another Monday morning. So as I always say, guys, smash it out and I will see you next week. Have an awesome day.